my name is Hannah, and this is my way, where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as a wife, the mom, and Hello world, and welcome back. So I know in the last episode, I told you guys that I was going to have a conversation with Anthony for us to talk about, you know, the, what the future holds for the next year and blah, 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 blah. And we'll eventually talk about those things. But I think I want to just go ahead and dive into this new series. Um, not quite sure what I want to call this. I don't know if it's like enough. I am. Um, but I really just want to talk about being OK with your lane, what you're called to do, what you know, going at the pace that we're supposed to go at. And I want to have this conversation um, because of this current season that I am in in my life right now. And it's really embracing the here, being present and knowing that I am enough, knowing that it's not a title that makes me who I am. It's not a job. It's not a degree. But it is knowing that I, Hannah, am enough because I was fearfully and wonderfully made that, you know, I don't have to necessarily be qualified to do certain things because God qualifies me to do it. Whatever he has called me to do, he's already given me everything that I need on the inside. And he is like, I I'm sending you. You don't need to be afraid, be encouraged because I'm here. I'm walking you through this. And it's for me easier said than done. It's not always that simple to just act upon what it is that I'm believing for, right? But faith without works is dead. So I can sit here believing, believing, believing. But if I don't act on it, if I don't act like I'm enough, if I don't act like I belong in the rooms that I find myself in, if I don't act like I do have a seat at that table, if I don't walk in that confidence, then it's not going to happen because I'm being so fearful that I'm allowing myself to be stagnant. And so, you know, I want to talk about being enough today because being enough is something that I personally have struggled with, with like saying I am enough. Um, and I don't know if there's anybody else out there that can relate to that, but that's where where I am. I, I remember years ago, I was having a conversation with one of my mentors and it was, I think a little after I had earned my master's degree. So this was sometime in 2014. And, you know, we were out for lunch and I was talking about like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of thinking about going and getting my PhD now. And she said to me, playing this day, Hannah, when is enough enough? And I was just like, what do you mean? She was like, when is enough enough? It seems like you're always looking for the, the next thing. You know, it's like, oh, you know, when I get my master's, now that you got it, it's like, okay, now when I get my PhD, when... Is it going to be enough? When are you going to be content with where you are? Where are you? When are you going to be happy with that? And I thought I understood what she was saying to me then, but I realized that in this current season of my life, 
I'm still getting epiphanies from that conversation. Like, dang, maybe I didn't fully understand or fully come into the revelation of what she was saying because there are times today that I still feel like I'm not enough. Like, right now, and just being real with y'all, um, you know, I'm not working for anybody, right? Um, and me being in the position of not working for someone but pretty much working for myself you know managing the the businesses that we have um i i still didn't think that that was enough i i felt well, let me break it down a little bit i have much respect for stay-at-home moms and for stay-at-home wives much respect for them i feel like if and it's not just the, the wives but husbands too there are some stay-at-home fathers some stay-at-home husbands um but primarily it has been a, a woman seen in that role right and depending on what part of the world you live in that can either be something that is frowned upon or something that is praised like in most southern states it is praised for a woman to stay at home and tend to her family because that was looked upon as her role I really don't think I have a lot of time <laughs> to dive deep into that because I do real, realize and understand that, you know, even in this present day that we're living in, there's a lot of women who fight against that of, you know, this being a woman's role. I, I'm not here for for that part right now. That That's a discussion for another day. But overall, like being having a dream of just being married staying at home taking care of your kids cooking dinner baking cookies for the you know the cookie sale or whatever at school being a part of pta there are some women who like dreamt of doing those things from their childhood because that's what they saw growing up that's what was groomed in them that is what they were groomed to do and they're happy and they're thrilled in it and i honor them because i'm like it's a lot you know stay-at-home moms we watch them on tv it looked like they just sat on the couch eating bonbons all day that is not what they really do it takes work to be a part of pta let's not even go to the point of being a board member because there's so much more that falls on your plate as a board member but just being a part of the pta is a lot because everything that happens for those children in that school is because pta fights for it they are the ones that heads up the fundraiser they are the ones who are the advocates with the teachers they go to bat like it is not an easy task and then when you when you have the freedom of being at home and not having a a job to go to or to clock in or even if you work for yourself and you you know create your own hours when you volunteer to be the soccer mom the football mom you know the dance mom all of these activities take time you being your kids personal chauffeur taking them back and forth from their different act activities showing up for them for the the school recitals you know helping them put together the poster boards for you know sga it's a lot not to mention if you're married and you have a whole husband that you got to take care of as well and you know cooking meals and you know helping him stay organized and asking him about his day and sometimes not being asked the same question in return it's a lot so i give much props much respect for those who like just love 
being at home so that they can tend to their family because that's their first ministry ministry they're like that is my job being the house manager managing my family keeping all the schedules together making sure that they're eating healthy it's a lot it's a lot that goes into that but that's not something that I saw for myself you know, there's a big difference with that. It's a big difference to admire and and have, you know, high honor and regard for someone who does something that you never saw yourself doing, that you were just like, that's not for me. Like, sis, I'm more power to you. That is a lot, but that's not for me. I did not see myself being a stay-at-home wife or mom. I, you know... I was one of those who was like, okay, it's the nine for five, nine to five for me, you know, that I go in, I do what I need to do. And then I come home and tend to my family. Like that was me. That, that is, that was structure. That was good. Um, but at the same time, like, was it strenuous? Uh, did it cause some friction? It did because, you know, and I, I believe that I've shared this with you guys before in, in previous episodes, but Anthony and I even at one point had to come back to the drawing board and sit down in regards to our our parenting because, you know, we both came into the marriage with these expectations and ideologies because of what we saw our mothers do when we were children you know his mom was a stay-at-home mom my mom was not a stay-at-home mom but she worked the evening shifts and so because she worked at night she was home during the day so she could participate in PTA she could you know be up at the school for conferences and all that stuff my mom was the primary child care provider in in my home and it was the same thing for Anthony so we both came into the marriage with the expectation that that would be my role you know not saying that this is your role but it was just like hey this is what we saw our mothers do this is what a mother does a mother tends to her kids a mother you know shows up at school a mother is the one who puts the costumes together and, and all this other stuff right and so what was happening is is that Anthony's job was more flexible than mine uh, whereas when it came time to take the kids to their doctor's appointment I would either have to go into work late or take that day off you know um, and it became strenuous it was difficult and so for me I'm just like I was feeling like dang I'm this is a struggle I can't this is too much like it didn't make sense and so we had to sit down and we had to talk about it like hey you're off on on Mondays and Fridays wouldn't it make sense for us to just schedule the kids doctors and dentist appointments on those days so you could take them you know and it's funny because our entire society is just set up with the mother being the primary caregiver that even though you know um Anthony would be the one taking them to their doctor's appointment you know the nurse would look at him like so where's mom you know or even if I put down Anthony's number first on the school's emergency contact phone uh form they would call me first even though he was able to get to them first like the our society is set up where it's like the fathers are supposed to take the back seat and the moms are supposed to take the front seat when it comes to 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 raising the kids when it's supposed to be a co-parenting situation we're supposed to be training them up together right and so I say all of that because 
for me where I am now I did not see myself in this role but here I am here I am the working from home not just working from home because I'm I'm not working for someone um I am running our businesses working for myself you know I have the freedom and the liberty to do this right now and a part of me because I valued our I placed so much value on me having a job and bringing in a, a separate income to contribute to the household now that I don't have that I have felt a little out of place I have felt like oh man I need to I need to do something like I can't as much as I enjoy not having to clock in on somebody else's time not having to ask for time off when I want to go do something with my kids the the freedom of it all is wonderful but then I can't help but feel like uh, I am draining our resources like I need to figure out what to do and it's that feeling of of feeling not enough because I place more value on a position than I placed on myself Like, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And everything has happened according to God's plan. Like, what happened with my job came at no surprise to God. And I was talking with one of my girlfriends the other day. And I was saying to her, I was like, you know, it's so interesting how in the midst of something happening to us, because we have the tendency to look at the negative first rather than looking at the positive that situation was very disappointing to me like what happened with my job was very disappointing i knew that god had to be up to something for that to happen but at the same time i still went through the motions i still suffered a loss i still you know had to deal with my thoughts and my my feelings about the situation and when I look back on it now, I'm like, wow, God, you, this is me acknowledging him like you are all knowing. Not that I ever questioned that he was. I know that he is. But it was a moment where I'm just like, you, you are all knowing. Like, you knew that this is where we would be. And this is why I could not be working right now. Because with everything that's going on right now in our lives, like, I had already anticipated like okay with my job I will at least need to take a day off a week or whatever to to handle some of the things that we have going on but it's like that would have because I would have been working from home I would not have been able to be as present as I would have liked to be with my kids you know like even AJ has said to me this this past year with him you know going to school virtually and it being me and him at the house he's like mommy we spend time together but you're always on your computer you're always working and you know I'm doing schoolwork so we we're in the house together but we're not actually spending time together you know and so when I think about it it's like yeah if I was still working for someone else I wouldn't, even though I was working from home and I would be in the house, I'm not really present with my family because my mind is elsewhere. It's focused on other things. And so it's like, you don't, for me, I'm saying you, sorry, I didn't realize how valuable I was. Like you, 
you know as a mother you know as a parent you you know you know for yourself that there is value to you that that you are worth because there are times that we feel unappreciated by our family with as much as we do and and it's not as many thank yous or it's not as many appreciation so I know that my presence is important and is significant in my house but as far as like that being enough for me it wasn't y'all it wasn't enough I felt like I needed to do more I felt like you know I I needed to go back to school to get my my PhD or go back to school and and do this or I need like I just felt like I Hannah am not enough and it's sad to say you know that I just didn't think I felt like I was falling back on the back burner or in the shadows and I'm not one to need to be up front so when I say that I was falling back in the shadows it's like it was almost like I'm I'm not enough I need something to prove myself and and then talking to my therapist I realized that I have felt the need to prove myself all my life and so really this season that I'm in right now is teaching me how to unlearn those years of feeling like I had to prove myself and prove that I belonged prove that I was good enough prove that you know I'm supposed to be in this space and the the truth of the matter is is that I don't have to prove it I don't have to prove it to anybody you know I really don't even need to prove it to myself because if I just believe and trust in what God is telling me and what God is doing in my life then I know that he's the qualifier He's the one he's the one who called me. Let's just take, you know, Moses, for example. Moses didn't think he was good enough because he had a speech impediment. And Moses like argued back and forth with God, like, no, send somebody else. And God was like, no, I'm sending you. God's like, I already know how I made you. I know you have a speech impediment. You're is because of the impediment. One of the reasons why that I want to use you because then you can't say it was self you can't say that you were self-made you can't say that you did it on your own you are going to know that it was because of me that it happened you know God can't use arrogant people he can't use people who feel like they've done it all and that they're super qualified or overqualified for the position and that they could do the job in their sleep. He can't use that type of person because that type of person is going to say that they did it, that thanks to them that it happened, not thanks to God, not God, you are my way maker. God, you are a miracle worker. God, you're a promise. Do you? An arrogant person can't give him praise because they're going to think that it was them, not him. And so this is why we have to know and realize that we are enough because God is like, I made you the way that you are because everything that you need to fulfill your assignment, everything that you need to fulfill purpose, everything that you need in order to give me glory, I've already given it to you. So, you know, you don't need to worry about the next person and what they have and what they're accomplishing and what they're doing because 
that was for them this is for you and you are enough like all you need to do in this season and in this time is rely on me and trust in me and just be obedient to what i'm telling you and you're going to see all these things come to pass and again it's easier said than done because i know how to encourage myself but it's in those moments of doubt and i you know that help my unbelief lord that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, that I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm questioning every step. But whoever said that you couldn't question, you couldn't question the next step, that you can say, hey, God, this is a little, it's a little scary. Like the unknown is scary, Lord. Like I, I would like to see the end result. Uh, I would like to see how this is supposed to turn out. But I'm, I'm just going to trust you in it. And that's where I find myself in this season. Just trusting him. Okay, God, what's the next step? What's the agenda for the day? You know, how do I handle the situation? Again, I was talking to a girlfriend earlier and I was just like, I don't, this is my first time dealing with something like this. Like, I'm not even sure what to do. But doesn't the Bible tell us that if we, if any man lacks wisdom, he can ask God? And James, like, doesn't it tell us that? So to just ask him to be anxious for nothing, but through prayer, supplication, and with thanksgiving, make your request known. Like, we've been given peace. We have peace. We can maintain our peace if we just allow ourselves to just rely on him. Paul even talked about being content that he has been both rich and poor, that he has seen both of it. He knows how to be content in any situation now this is why he can you know be able to to count it all joy this is also why he can do all things because christ gives him strength christ gave him strength when he had christ gave him strength when he didn't have and so he was able to be content because he knows that when he's weak god is strong that if he waits upon the Lord, that the Lord will renew your strength. So these scriptures, I say to myself and encourage myself to say, Hannah, you are enough. Stop worrying about the next person. And see, that's the problem. When we're worrying about other people, when we're worrying about the grass on the other side, like I've always said that the grass may be greener on the other side, but somebody still has to mow it. Somebody still has to tend to that grass. The grass didn't just grow green on its own like that. The The yard doesn't look the way that it does by itself. It's because somebody was tending to it. Somebody put in the work. Put the work in in your yard and you'll see the same thing. It may not happen the same way, but you'll see the same results because God is no respect of persons. What he does for one, he can do for the next. But understand that we each have our own cup to drink and we can't necessarily drink from somebody else's cup because you don't know what that cup requires. And see, a lot of times we're over here and I'll just, you know, I'm saying I'm saying we because I know I cannot be the only one that feels this way. But a lot of times, you know, when we focus on what other people have and, and it, like it just puts us in a place of bitterness, honestly, you know, because it's like now you're like, oh, I wish I had that. And then you find yourself coveting somebody else's, which, you know, we're not supposed to covet. 
but you find yourself coveting what other people have and want and then why then we also have to ask ourselves well why do you want that do you know what type of grace you need to to be able to endure that do you know what that person goes through see that's the other thing that we need to also be mindful of when we're over here looking at stuff that other people have what does it take to have it do do you have the capacity in order to to have those things see this is why i am choosing to just focus on me you know i i have fallen into the comparison trap before i don't want to keep falling into it i don't want that anymore i don't want to compare myself to somebody else because who i am is totally different from who they are i want to be an original i don't want to be a copycat because that's not being authentic then you have to show up like the other person and then you don't even have the same effect because you're not them but you do have power you do have influence you do have an opportunity to give god glory in what you do in how you do it and it's okay i know for even with myself the way that i may minister sometimes i have a, a tendency to in when i listen back to myself it sounds like i'm yelling i don't know if that's what other people hear as well but i know that they receive it because i've had people come and say oh they were blessed by it and i'm grateful that they were but when i listen to myself i feel like somebody's yelling at me and I don't like it and a good friend of mine said to me they were like you need to embrace who you are embrace the anointing that's on your life because if you get caught up in being worried about how you sound and how you do things to the point that you try to change it you may lose that anointing because it won't have the same effect and when she said that to me that struck me hard because one thing I don't want is to lose the anointing that God has placed on my life because I cannot do anything without him. I will not go before his people without his presence being there speaking through me because it would just be Hannah speaking and Hannah don't even know how to direct her own life. So how am I going to try to encourage somebody else's without God being there and having his hand upon it? So I've had to learn that, okay, okay, God, this is the way that you have me do it. This is the way that you want because there are people out there who receive it that way. And so I need to be comfortable with giving it that way. I can't be anybody else but myself. I don't have the anointing that other people have. That's their anointing. I need to be worried about myself. I need to be worried about what you have given me and, and cultivating that and developing that. And that's when we realize or for myself when I realize like I'm enough because this is the way he made me yeah I'm not perfect I have flaws there are areas of improvement that I am working on every single day but I am enough if flaws and all I am enough because I'm progressing and my progression shows other people that hey you can progress too and the way that I do it is is totally fine just like the way that you do it just continue to lean on God and allow him to direct your path trust in the Lord lean not unto your own understanding I can't lean onto my own understanding because half the time 
the way that I understand things is probably not the right way. It's not God's way. His word tells us that his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. So, you know, we can't trust and lean on to our own understanding and trying to understand the thing of God, the things of God, because of the simple fact that his ways are not ours. It's different. So we have to go to him. We have to trust what his word says. And his word tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. His word tells us that we are enough. And it's we have to stop thinking about what society says or what the next person says because they're not our creator. And with them not being the creator, how can they tell the creator what they're supposed to do? You're just you're changing it. And it's okay to change. It's okay to make something new and make it different. But what was the intended purpose of a thing? What was the original intent? Only the creator knows what the original intent was for it to do. You know, Skyland is infamous for recreating things. And and that's great because that is expanding her creativity and she'll be able to make new inventions or make, you know, new gadgets that that people will start to use in the future. And so I don't want to stifle that creativity in any way. But at the same time, those objects that she takes to make something new out of it, what was the original intent? Does she know what the original intent was? And so it's like it doesn't just because you make something new and create something a different way, it doesn't take away what it was intended to do. And sometimes we get lost in the reinvention of ourselves that we need to go back to the intent, to the original version. What is it that this, that I was supposed to do to begin with, Lord? And have I really expounded upon it or have I messed things up? Because I didn't see the value in the original that you gave me. I've been trying to reinvent myself so much that now I have an identity crisis and I don't know who I am. Who am I? What am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? What was the intent that you have for me? And see value in that. So it's my prayer that I continue to strive to see the value in who I am right where I am and not keep looking to the next thing, but being content in the here and now. And it's my prayer that you all do the same as well. And it's my prayer that you got something out of this episode. And so you know how to get in contact with me with any questions, concerns, or comments, or just general feedback. You can send in your listener letters to hannahsworld at 00 at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up via the DMs or in my comments on Instagram at hannahsworld00. So until next time, peace out, world.